This is Real Talk. Hi there, I'm Dr. Joylyn Maniachi, creatrix and founder of The Happiness Clinic. I'm the world's premier nerd on communication and relationship dynamics, helping make relationships easier by showing you how to get out of your way, how to get more of you in your life so that you can be happy as fuck. Hi there, it's Dr. Joylyn Maniachi, and welcome to Real Talk. Today it's just me and you, and I'm talking about the lie of elevated emotions. So recently, I just went through an upgrade with my husband. And for those of you who may not be familiar with what an upgrade is, know that sometimes it it basically meant for us we had a week of shit. Constant struggle, arguing, and and reevaluating everything. It was confusing. Should I stay? Should I go? What's the longevity? What's the chances we're going to stay together? What's actually possible here? The whole kit and caboodle. Like really looking at what what we thought we decided over seven years ago, coming in to revisit that now. That's how upgrades are basically a time when you are being called to let go on an even deeper level, to surrender, to let go of what's not you. And in this, uh, the relationship stuff came up. Um... And the reason that upgrades can be so tumultuous and and strenuous and suck so bad is because when they get to be like they just feel like a pit of doom, there's resistance there. And so an upgrade is actually we're actually getting what it is we've been asking for and up leveling to the next version of ourselves and being open to receive what it is we've been asking for, but when we're resistant to any piece of that, it can get pretty crunchy. And so that's where one of my coaches had said, I asked her, hey, does this ever get easier, you know, when we're upgrading? Because I want to continue upgrading from now until I'm uh, no more become part of the creator source. So does it ever get easier? And she says, yes, it only hurts when you're resisting. So ask, is there something you're resisting? So I started to look at that, and the first thing was I knew I was resisting to letting him go. I fight the hardest when I'm fighting for someone else, and I was really fighting for him, fighting to not break up, to not get divorced, because I don't really want those. But that resistance and unwillingness to let go was making things hard and me fighting was actually pushing him away and making the upgrade for us together worse. And so I was, okay, I, I have to let that go and and recognize again for the I don't know how many th time that I'll be okay if we're not together. My worth is not derived from my relation to anyone else and seeing that finally having unpaired from a twin, coming out of a tumultuous family, and then deriving value and worth from a marriage and finally saying, I'm going to be okay on my own and it's going to be okay. And, and then willing to let it go if that's what had to happen. But what's interesting is that is not ever been what's happened. And for a lot of us, when we actually are willing to, sometimes things that's what actually opens things up and changes them. And so I actually saw that I was actually resisting happiness. I had actually been invested in past hurts, 
and identified with the broken heart and being recognized as having a broken heart by other healers, by other people, and seeing myself as someone who's processing and healing and identified myself as in the process of healing instead of being healed and actually recognizing that a lot of pieces have integrated, a lot of things are better and holding on to past hurts and my resistance to let go of those and not knowing who I would be and how our relationship dynamics would actually change and what our relationship would be if I was actually healthy, whole, and happy and no longer struggling with these past hurts. So that was pretty eye-opening and and sometimes humbling, you know, having looked at how hard you were fighting for something that wasn't real, fighting to hold on to something that's actually hurting, and seeing those two things. And then also seeing that I was actually in a way resisting this happiness and and the idea that had actually seemed a fantasy that we could really be happy together and and what if he was listening what if he really was caring what if he was actually loving me and i had just been missing that because it didn't look like what i thought and so seeing how i actually had some resistance to things actually being the way that I had wanted them to be. So this upgrade where I possibly could have gotten everything I would have could have actually been a lot easier and smoother had I not been so resistant, but thankfully for my coach, seeing, oh, it's crunchy. And so that if you are in an upgrade and things are really like, you feel like you're in a pressure cooker and just things are coming in from all sides, take a breath and see if there's some resistance there and what it might be might actually surprise you because again it is sometimes insane how we fight to hold on to that which hurts us or insults our soul and it may be time to just surrender and let go to that but as i was looking at this and doing you know some work with dr joe dispenza and seeing how we just get habituated and conditioned to these things And even starting to change my program that I offer because I'm seeing now that the real reason for self-sabotage is uncertainty. And so it's actually difficult for us to have these higher states, these more elevated states, because we don't know them. We are very unfamiliar with them. And the brain will do anything to protect us. And the uncertain is the most threatening uh, to our survival, or so it thinks. And so it would be happy to map our past onto our future so it would know that it could handle, it's seen everything that's coming its way, no problems, but that's not a very fun life. So we have to find a way to work with that because our brain is built that way. Our subconscious and our ego, that's just their functions. And so instead of fighting against them to work with them, and what we can do is become familiar with elevated emotions so that they become easier to choose. We become familiar with a future that we claim, that we target, that we would like to have, and you start spending time and giving energy to that, and it becomes more familiar, and it's easier for you to choose. But in this, I could see when my husband and I were finally starting to talk about this, and and looking at our priorities and our values, and, and lining them up and saying, where is the crux, what's working, what's not working, And he had such a drive for peace in the relationship. And that sounds great. 
and I thought so too. Like peace sounds great. Yeah, let's have that. And and then immediately I felt that crunch again, like an immediate sort of resistance of that it's fake, that it can't happen. Something was way off. And so I I didn't get too much farther into the mm, debate, discussion, argument. You know, thankfully I had just learned. So I backed up and I got curious. What am I resisting here? And I could see that I had actually started to resist peace itself because I had actually bought or conditioned or somehow picked up that peace was boring and it was only an absence of conflict. And quite honestly, I see that in the world at large, that peace equates to an absence of conflict. And that's supposed to be the highest ideal that we're going for and to me it just falls kind of flat it's not it's not very inspiring and so it had never been super valuable to me and then me being a fiery talkative uh physical person fighting and conflict don't scare me in that way so i did not have this drive for peace and then thinking that peace is sort of snoozeville and a little bit boring and that's a lie That is the lie of elevated emotions. And then I started getting curious about, well, what other ones do we have? And we started talking about this. And space. We've been told that space is empty. It's black. It's devoid. There's nothingness. When you die, you go into this vacuum of nothingness. There's nothing. And and we've been told space is nothing. Fun. I had a client who was resistant to fun because... It just looked like a commercial, like a Juicy Fruit commercial, and people are giggling, and everybody's drinking and laughing, and, and there's it's always built around this contrived sort of situation, or that's how he saw it. And I grew up in a household where confidence was actually looked down, as it was equated with arrogance and conceit and being full of yourself. And how many of us have gone to church, and the worthiness is something that's bestowed by someone outside of yourself, and it's something you have to prove and continually back up your case. And then also growing up with an overly involved and meshed family to where caring and loving, that was being worried. Worry was actually considered loving. And none of those are what peace, space, fun, confidence, worthiness, or caring and loving are about. So I started getting curious and then writing and then, okay, what are they? And, and curious about that. And peace having this element of ease and cooperation and agreement to cooperate and a prioritization of harmony and a big picture over little things. It's not that conflict's not there. It's not that disagreement is not there. It's just an agreement that we're going to look at big picture and keep that in the framework and always be working towards that. That's that's what peace is is bigger than what we've been thinking. And space is actually full. In space is all of the possibilities, the frequencies, wavelengths that are outside of the visible light spectrum. There is so much more in space than we've ever given credit to. The zero point field, every possibility lies in space. It's a magical place, actually. And then that fun can be quiet or loud. What it is, is actually just engagement, complete presence in something and being entertained with that. Confidence. I love being around confident people. I say confident people are easier to be around because they don't have to prove anything. There's just this self-assuredness and sort of a steadfastness. 
It's not being full of self as far as arrogance and thinking they're the only one. They're full of themselves, meaning they've been filled up from the inside. And then they're happy to boost you, happy when you succeed. Confidence is such a beautiful divine quality. And, and worthiness is just a willingness to claim and then receive what it is you're asking for. And it's not about arguing or proving or having it bestowed by anybody else. It's just a choice. And because we are elements and sparks and sparkles of the creator divine, we get to have that. You can't separate that. We have that creator, that divinity in us. We're automatically worthy. And so we don't have to argue for that anymore. And, and then caring is actually a spacious place where you allow people to make choices for themselves. And you're concerned about that, but you offer contribution instead of pushing it on them. And, and speak to them and listen to them. There's an engagement and a presence there that's not just worry. And so we've been sold. We've bought and then sold to ourselves and reinforced that some of these elevated emotions are things that they are not or that they are lacking things that they actually have. So it's not such a surprise that we haven't valued them and made them a priority in our life. And making us less likely to choose them. And, and so that, if, if we don't value them, we don't give them time, we don't pay attention to them, we're not going to become any more familiar with them, it becomes super easy to just stay where we are which is in the lower harmonics of getting by, being frustrated, irritable, possibly quick to anger, tired, fatigued. And part of it's because of the lies that we've been told about what elevated emotions are that they're not. And they're not quick fixes and they're not cure-alls, they're choices. And they have energies and a space to them that are just lighter and bubblier and are more enlivening and give us more vitality. That's what they really are. So how do you change this? If this is going on for you, because I know my upgrade could have been a lot easier, it's going to continue to happen because I'm going to continue. If, if, you're like, if you're like any of my clients, you're the one who that discontentment or the contentment doesn't last long because you're always ready for the next thing. And it's not because you're ungrateful. It's not because you're actually dissatisfied. It's actually because you're such a creator. You just know you can keep going and doing more. And you have an insatiable curiosity. And that's a great thing. So don't judge yourself that, that you might be continually having upgrades. And through this, uh, as time is going on, including COVID, they, for me, have been happening faster and more quicker together because we are sort of in this quickening, awakening process. So how do you move through this and let go of resistance? I'd encourage journaling and, and start asking questions of what does peace mean to me? What does gratitude mean to me? I used to have lots of points of views about gratitude and feeling like I was, was told to be thankful, even if I really was and that it was supposed to look a certain way. So thinking I was ungrateful because that's sort of what my parents told me I was. And so getting clear of the points of views, because then you can see what's going on beneath the surface. And then you don't have to be driven by them. Then you don't have to be ruled by these things, because as long as these points of views are operating on the unconscious, the subconscious, they're just behind the scenes. 
they are in full effect, but just behind the scenes. If we can remove the curtain, you know, kind of like Oz, then you can actually see what's going on. So to journal and say, what is peace to me? What is gratitude? What is joy? What is pride? What is confidence? You can even write, what, is it, what does it mean to be rich? Lots of people have points of views about people who have money and they don't want to be that idea that they have and, and in unconsciously keeping themselves from having money. You can do this with being a wife, being a husband, being a partner, being a parent. What does it mean to be a good mom? What do good parents do? And start getting clear on what your points of views because then you can correct the miscommunication. We can't correct it if we have no idea what's actually going on. So the first thing is to actually get awareness. And then it's to reevaluate your targets and your priorities. You are a part of the divine. You have immense creator capacity and you are worthy. So you can actually have anything that you'd like. What is it that you would like to claim? What is it that you would like to be and embody? And start looking at what your values are so that then you're not compromising on them and telling yourself that they're not as important as they really are. And that's one way that you become more of you. You know yourself more, you show up as you more because you know what's important to you and it's important because you say so. Now you don't get that to impose that on anybody else. That's where a lot of the conflict comes from. But once you know that for yourself, then you can put your place, yourself in places and in company and in groups where that gets fed and nourished. Instead of fighting against it and trying to convince yourself that it's silly or it's not as important, let yourself be you. But reevaluate your priorities and you might even see you might be prioritizing things that actually aren't important to you. And these are all just really great questions to ask yourself and know of yourself so that you're not just living in a survival state, not just getting by, not just dealing with the bare minimum, but actually thriving, feeling fully in alive being in love with your life, liking who you are, getting to enjoy the idiosyncrasies and that are you, all your quirks, your collection of values and priorities and the ordered list that they come in for you. Those are just fun to know and live them out, express them, be them because the world needs that. And whatever part of your life that you're feeling stuck in and you can't get clarity around, that's actually the area of your life that you need more of you in. And you need more of it in now. That's where the symptoms are showing up to let you know, here's where I need you more. I need more of you. We need to bring more of ourselves into our lives. And for empaths, it is a struggle. And don't let go, surrender, and just say goodbye to the bullshit that it's selfish and unkind to be completely fascinated with you. That you putting you first is any disservice is a complete lie. It's what we need. We need you. Because empaths, those who have such an adept sense of knowing other people, keeping other people in the framework, keeping other people in consideration without having to be asked because it's a natural ability, this is the new leadership. This is the paradigm that is going to be the prominent form of leadership that the world is asking for now. And even if that's not a big priority for you, 
it's okay for you to have fun in your life. If it's not fun, what's the point? What the hell did you come here for if not to at least have the enjoyment and the fun of you being you, of finding out who that is, what you're capable of, and what's available to you? So that if you're going through a crunchy upgrade, it might be because these are actually some of the questions that your soul is asking and you are finally getting ready and being opened up. Having the universe putting in situations and people of your life so that you can start making choices to where you will emerge more fully. And those upgrades, although they are rarely pleasant, they can flow much easier and you can more gracefully emerge into the next version of you if you let go of the resistance. But sometimes we don't even know what we're resisting, so just ask, am I resistant to something? And if something comes up, then you can sort of look at, well, what's that about? What am I really believing about this next phase of my life? Who I'm wanting, what I'm asking for, who I have to become. And those points of views that are limiting you start to see them and then they actually become easier to let go because the self-sabotage and the having more of what you have right now just starts getting boring. And you're just become more curious about who you are and what elevated emotions really truly are and how they can be a greater part of your life and how they can fuel your next quantum leap into the next version of you. That is where you start living on the creative edge of living and it's a lot more fun. Relationships have a lot different function because they're functioning from contribution and fun instead of just a survival. Instead of just being a fixture in your life, they actually get to have more functionality, more workability, more flexibility, and it becomes a lot more fun. Then you get to do like tricks like on a trapeze. Like it's fun to play on a trapeze by yourself, but when you get a partner, then you can do releases and, and flips and tosses and things like that, and it just gets to be more fun. So let's have more fun. Let's start ditching the bullshit and the lies that we've been told about what elevated emotions are, what wealth, what abundance, what any of those great things that we know we want. All the stuff that they're not, that we thought that they are, it's time to just let it go and be more of you in the process. So thank you so much for joining me. That's just kind of been what's on my mind. Something that came up between uh, me and my partner that I want to share with you because that's real. And some people aren't talking about it, but I want to make it available to you because I like having these conversations and I want to be a resource for you. So if you'd like to have more, definitely jump into my Facebook group, Real Talk with Dr. Joylyn Maniachi. Um, join, get your friends to join. And every month, every Wednesday at noon, Mountain Time, we have Power Hour. You get to throw in your questions and have coaching customized to you for free because I just want to be a resource to you. I want to have conversations that matter and conversations that are actually going to change the world. And I'm changing the world by being the superhero whisperer that I am and letting you know how awesome you are because the world needs your awesomeness now. There's no fun in hiding. And I think for a lot of us, we're getting kind of bored with that anyways. So that's my invitation to you. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Uh, until then, take care and I love you. Thank you all for joining us today. I'm Dr. Joylyn Maniachi, and it's been a pleasure chatting with you. This podcast is made possible through listener support. So let's keep this thing going and have more real talk. No fluff, no bullshit. Go to the Happiness Clinic page on Facebook 
and you can join the group Real Talk with Dr. Joylyn Maniachi. We can continue the conversation in Power Hour, the weekly group coaching on Wednesdays at noon, Mountain Time. You can also go to ihappentothings.com. Go to the podcast page and support this podcast. While you're there, check out my blog and even get a badass t-shirt from the Happiness Clinic. We've got so many ways to connect. Thanks again for listening, and I invite you to join me again in the next episode.